Welcome to Leonard Lopate at Large. I'm Leonard Lopate. It's occurred to me that, uh, that many things that have become a regular part of living these days uh, are a complete mystery to me, and I wonder if they are to you as well. So uh, I'm going to invite you, our audience, to uh, join in this conversation. Tell, talk about some of the, the more mysterious things that are happening. Uh, I'll give you some of examples. And so will my producer, Jesse Lent, who joins us today on the show. Hi, Leonard. Uh, our number here is 212-209-2877. That's 212-209-2877. And uh, I'm going to give a couple of examples, Jesse, and you give a couple, and then let's see uh, what the audience has to say, and I'm sure that there are all sorts of mysterious things that have occurred to them that didn't that I didn't think of, but that would be just as interesting to talk about. And hopefully, after we give a few examples, our audience will, will get the idea of what this yeah. game exactly is. Let's just say Leonard and I uh, have some questions for you. <laughs> well, wh- what's the secret ingredient in jellyfish that Plevagen claims in its commercials that aids in short-term memory? I wondered. What, jelly, jellyfish have good memories? Well, also, it's not exactly like you can get the head or the legs of the jellyfish. I would imagine it's a little hard to, to isolate it. But I, I would assume that's one that you probably shouldn't try doing by yourself. Maybe best leave the jellyfish uh, uh, surgery to the professionals. I don't know. The ad turns me off just because of... Uh, because it's not jelly- specific enough. That weird claim, yeah. yeah. And I, I've, been, I've been wondering, and not just me, but a lot of people I've spoken to, why... I regularly receive spam telephone calls in Chinese. I do as well. Uh, what are they selling, and why are they calling me? I don't have a Chinese name. And also, I assume, because I get maybe four or five a week, that these calls are costing someone a lot of money. And, Leonard, maybe while we're going through some of these conundrums, some of these questions that Leonard and I, uh, these these things that confuse us, we should give the number out so people can yeah. start calling in if you, if any of these are things that you happen to be an expert on. And we should say that when we were talking about or this- Or if se- you just want to share the experience. Or if you have your own questions that are bothering you, maybe we can sort of crowdsource this and another listener can join in. So that number is 212 212- 209-2877. Again, 212-209-2877. So great to give out a number that isn't for Fundrive. <laughs> this is just for you. We want to hear your voices and uh, we want to hear we want to hear your questions or even better, your answers. So in fact, I'm going to just add a couple to what the ones that Leonard was talking about. Uh, I have a couple airport related questions. First of all, this is always Baffled you've been, you've me. You've been flying around a lot. I've, I've taken a couple trips. And, I've, and you I've, went to, to Amsterdam. I, I've been fortunate enough to be uh, jet-setting a little bit in the past year or two. I do not understand, Leonard, when the plane lands, no matter whether it's an international flight, domestic flight, why there is this rush for everyone to get up. I mean, I understand if you want to stand and stretch your legs, but this this forcing to the front of the plane when we all know, right, this is going to take time. Uh, they're going to have to pull the stairs up. So if anyone— and, and Wait, you, and somebody is going to have to stop us all. Somebody who's sitting is going to get up and open up the overhead. Exactly. And it's all going to stop anyway. The, the amount of time, if your interest is getting off the plane early, the amount of time it would take us to exit would be cut in half or at least severely reduced if people— just filed out in the order that they came in. So that is confusing to me. And on the other side of that, uh, why do people uh, 
why is there this premium put on boarding the plane early? They call the flight. Everyone lines up. Everyone wants to get on this flight. You mentioned, you know, me traveling to Asia. That's a 20-hour plane ride. One leg of it is 12 hours on the same plane. I and, and the same thing happened. People could not wait to get on this plane that they're going to be trapped on for the next 12 hours. So that's just the air travel one. And uh, Leonard, I think we're getting a couple calls. Yeah. So should we, we should we take calls? some? Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, take some calls. Our number again, 212-209-2877. WBAI, you're on the air. Yes, good afternoon. Hi. Um, Hi. I think I may have... Uh, Sort of an answer to the, the one about the uh, the spam mail thing with the Chinese uh, calling you. Um, I think right now because China is really at the technological uh, what they call bleeding edge of uh, of uh, you know what's going on, and I think it's probably based on a certain algorithm that you fit that might not necessarily be Chinese, but people in general fit that algorithm and might be a company. That's connecting somehow through that that they bootlegged it or maybe they're developing it through that process that you're getting caught in that. Do you get those calls? No, I don't get those oh, calls. So many because so many people I, tell I, me they do. And I used to live I lived in Chinatown for twenty five years. Oh, that might have been no, it. No, <laughs> no, I've been gone. I've been gone for 20 years, so I don't know. it doesn't think, matter. For the record, th- this is Jesse. Uh, and, and what's your name? I'm sorry. My name is Emmanuel. Emmanuel, uh, yes. I can say personally, I have never lived in Chinatown, uh, and and I have been getting those calls uh, even before I traveled to Asia. Again, not to keep talking about that. But, well, you traveled to Asia, though. Look at that. But uh, I received the calls received before. before, and I know a lot of people who have no connection with China who are getting them. I mean, we do know one piece of this, right, which is that the technology for doing these kind of spam calls keeps getting cheaper and cheaper. So the way mm-hmm. I understand it, it's a numbers game, right? They, they oh, send okay. these out yeah. to a million people, and if and just one or two— Two people get snagged, then it's yeah, still profitable yeah. for them. I, I think it's similar to those sort of email spam things, the uh, the the the, the Nairobian prints. But it is still strange to me that so many are in Chinese right now. And later, I want to talk okay, about those so you're, emails. You're, saying in, you're, you're, you're not saying that the person is. Um, is of Chinese. You're saying that you're getting it in a Chinese language. Yes. It, oh, these are, Chinese. are recorded calls. I say, they're, they're not recorded, a sample. Yeah. I say hello, yes. and suddenly somebody's speaking to me in Chinese. Wow. Wow. That's I haven't gotten that one. I, I would consider my, maybe you're in a certain income bracket. <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I'll add no, just no. one last piece of the they, puzzle. They don't want money from me. I don't. <laughs> I, I work at WBAI. I'm sorry. I'm not in any well, great income bracket. I'm your producer, so I don't know what that says. But, you know, there is one last piece of this puzzle, which is is I don't know if this has been happening to you, Leonard, but there used to be a phone number attached to these calls. In the last couple weeks, they've been arriving on my phone as unknown calls. Oh, no, I I still get a different phone number all the time, and it's from different parts of the country. And then let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yeah, hi. Yeah, hi. Are you Could you speak up just a little bit? Oh, Go ahead. Hi. Um, what about the subject of uh, anti-circumcision, uh, like banning the medical establishment from proceeding to do these procedures on uh, young little uh, male boys? Wouldn't, wouldn't uh, that be illegal because of religious concerns? What would be illegal? Uh, preventing circumcision. 
Well, I mean, don't you think people that are using religion to mutilate babies' bodies is is wrong? You mean you mean the, the Jews who've been and others from uh, the Middle East who've been doing it for for twenty five hundred years? Wow. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I don't. I, I, I don't get what your point is. Do you there. have a personal experience that's made it uh, m- made this seem like a, a really a bad practice that needs to be stopped? Well, you know, I don't think most people do enough research on this subject. And um, <clears throat> a lot of people are followers and not leaders, and they just do as the next person does instead of, like, you know, researching it before – you know, doing it for their own state of mind. Now, just one other thing. Uh, A lot of people that I know are circumcised, and they don't seem to have any problem. What is your concern there? Are are you hearing about uh, people whose lives have been ruined by this? Yeah, I've read many, many articles. Oh, you've read many things. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen many, many um, cases on the uh, negative effects of this procedure done. Now you tell me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your call. Actually, most uh, people, uh, I can't speak personally because that's none of your business, but most people who are circumcised uh, have no say in the matter. It occurs within the first, what, the first week of their birth? I'm seeing uh, from the Washington Post and the World Health Organization, by way of the Washington so Post, that, it's a healthy that the male circumcision rate in the states is somewhere between 76 and 92 percent. Um, so if there are issues, mm. these are issues that a lot of the country will be coping with. Well, maybe they're all Trump voters. I don't know. <laughs> that would be an interesting <laughs> sociological study to tie those two together. Let's take another call. Hi, BAI, you're on the air. Uh, hi, is that me? Yes, it's you. Okay, hi. This is Tim calling from New Jersey, and uh, I was talking about the uh, airplane travel stuff. Mm. I just came off of uh, 12 years of traveling every week, and mm. so I was on planes an awful lot. And uh, Traveling every really week? Hit. Was that for yeah. business? Oh, yeah, yeah it was, uh, I was doing chain of custody audits for the Forest Stewardship Council. Wow. And so I had to go all these different businesses and wanted to be certified and audit them. Um, but So I, fly, I was flying a lot. And uh, two things hit me as funny. One is um, everybody wants to carry on their luggage, their, their rollerboards, and try to get them into the overheads. And every airline I've ever flown with will let you gate check that bag for free. And one of the main things that makes it slow getting on and off the plane is people trying to find some place to put their rollerboards or get them off again. Yes. And the other thing that you mentioned that I thought was pretty funny is, yeah, every time I make a reservation, they say, gee, for $30 or so, you can avoid the line and you can get priority boarding. And to me, that was just like really funny because I don't want to avoid the line. I make friends in the line. Well, so you get like that. People there, man. I've met people all from all over the world in the lines getting on the plane, you know, and I just love it, you know. (laughs) And you get those last few minutes of breathing non plane air, right? I mean, I could be going in there and sitting in a skinny seat instead. It's like, no, I don't think so, you know. Exactly. That (laughs) was the same thing that happened to me. I got priority boarding on a flight. Uh, It was it was complimentary, and I I, it it just seemed like such a silly thing to uh, to prioritize, frankly. Well, and. So and why I do you think, think that they ins- people insist on bringing those big suitcases uh, in uh, to to put in the overheads when they can 
I think it's up in the air. Have you ever seen uh, the film Up in the Air, the the Clooney film? It's it's the uh, that Jason Reitman directed. Clooney has this whole thing to Anna Kendrick about, uh, you know, where he makes her get rid of her bag and you got to get a carry on and any true travel professional is, isn't going to check your bag. Did you, did you call her? Did you see this same film? And what's your name, by the way? My name's Tim, Tim Dalton. Um, I didn't see that film, but I talked to a lot of people about it because there's always an opportunity to discuss that while you're waiting for everybody to try to wrestle their bags in. And um, most people said they didn't want the delay of going to the baggage claim to get their bag. But you spend all that time on the plane while everybody's trying to wrestle their luggage <laughs> yes. in and out. I think if everybody would just check their bags, it'd be off, on and off a lot faster. You could also check it at the the door. To what, what is it? Well, that's what I say. Gate check, right? You know, check. if you actually take your rollerboard to the uh, departure lounge, yeah. they always offer to check it for free. That's always. a great pro tip. And I always am the first person up there. As soon as the plane comes in, I see there's a plane out there. I go up. I say, "Can I check my bag?" And they're like, "Sure, you betcha." And then I'm set. I don't think I even knew that. Did you know that, Leonard? No. But oh, yeah, every time. Every well, time, thank you, you for know? the tip. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can check your bag for free. You, know? <laughs> okay. you heard it here. <laughs> Let's take another call. Our number, 212-209-2877. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, oh we, we lost him. So, Leonard, should we go through well, a the, few more of ours? More, yeah. There are some more things. Uh, the uh, One uh, one of them that came up a little bit earlier, the junk mail. I get a lot of junk mail with offers uh, for me to be able to receive a lot of money. Just got one uh, today. Somebody said that he'd won a contest and he was offering me $5 million. He didn't mention my name or anything like that, but he was very happy to offer me the money. $5 million and you still came to work. That's amazing. Uh, Such they often open. They often open with phrases like, my dear beloved one, or... Please, I need your urgent reply. <laughs> and they tend to be filled with misspellings and grammatical mistakes, which is, of course, always something that you'd expect from somebody who wants to give you many millions of dollars. Many claim to be from the widows or daughters of, of fallen dictators and from bankers who represent the estates of long-lost relatives in Burkina Faso. Do you get those, Jesse? I think you're getting some pretty literary literary uh, 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 messages here. These are almost like a little novellas you're getting in, in, oh, in yeah. junk mail. I, I don't get anything that creative. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But don't feel deprived. It just means a lot of deleting on my case. We've got a couple calls coming in. Again, okay. the number's 212-209-2877, 212-209-2877. But before we get to them, Leonard, if it's okay, I wanted to throw... One last one in there, and this is also to tell our listeners just how wide this net is of, of things that are strange to us. I would love it if some parent could clear this up for me. I live next door to a, to a school, and there is this sound that children are making now. It's almost like a uh, like like static or white noise. It's this screeching sound that I was, it, it wakes me up every morning it's, it's at 7 a.m. Are they, it's the sound of excitement? It's, it's a screech that I do not recall from my own childhood. I even asked my mom about it. She was next to a child doing this on a plane, ironically enough. And she said, no, I don't remember kids doing that when you're young. So if there are parents who are, have experienced this weird, it's almost like, uh, like Tuvan throat singing or something. They're able to split the tone like an atom and send these shards of, of squealing pitches out your way. It's, it's pretty spectacular. I would love to know why children are doing it. Is there a TV show that told them for the next... a YouTube clip? Yeah. 
It's preparing for the next pop music sound. <laughs> yeah, or preparing for the apocalypse. I don't know if that's the uh, the siren song right there. Oh, but, the but apocalypse. It, <laughs> exactly. Not a bad uh, album title. All right, well... Uh, well, first of all, we should tell our listeners that this is Leonard Lopez at Large on WBAI New York 99.5 FM. Jesse Lint and I are taking your calls on... Uh, the inexplicables of modern day life, and our number is two one two two zero nine two eight seven seven. So let's take another call. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Okay, I'm June from New York. Um, I, that's a good tip to know that you could check it free at the entrance to the mm-hmm. plane. However, I always take something on because I do not want to wait, and I think it is longer. It has been proven much longer at the end. And my beef is it's only been twice that I've been stopped to see my ticket. Never, whether it's on a bus or the plane in the past, have I ever been stopped. I know anyone could get my luggage. And once I returned from a flight with another couple and we were taking a shortcut down to help them get their luggage, which they checked. And in the hall, in the staircase, there was this little office and their suitcase was sitting out there unguarded. And she just said, this is mine, I'm taking it. And they said, okay. And that's why I'm suspicious of ever doing that, besides the interminable wait. Thank you. Well, it's, it's why you got to get a suitcase that is a strange color, right? I'll never buy another black suitcase again. you got to get a, one that's pink or mm-hmm. <laughs> With red uh, polka dots. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your call. Uh, let's take another call. Hi, BAI, you're on the air. Hi, this is Lori from Golden's Bridge. Thank you so much for your show. Oh, Golden's Bridge. You know, I've always wondered why there's no apostrophe uh, before that S or after that S on the train station. That's another question (laughs) for this show. (laughs) Is that Putnam County or is that still Westchester? Northern Westchester. Uh Could you just get a little closer to your phone? I'm very close. Oh, okay. Now I'm holding my hand there. Go ahead. Um, I'm calling to comment on what another caller said about male circumcision. I've been working on this issue for 35 years. I'm a Jewish woman with an intact son. And so much of what goes on, this is the only country besides um, Israel, Korea, where this is done so routinely. And all, all tissue has, it has protective and erogenous function. And we work for male, female, and intersex. I work with attorneys for the rights of the child, um, doctors opposing circumcision, nurses for the rights of the child. We're a whole network of people who have been working on this. And many Jewish mothers have told me, and I felt this when I was pregnant, that they were distraught with the thought of someone taking a knife to their child. And I tell people that my son's religion is in his heart and soul and not in his genitals. And I think that all religion, we have the beauty of the religion and the harmful ways, and we can change this. One of my, two of my colleagues have written a book um, celebrating Brit Shalom, which is the welcoming ceremony without the cutting, and it actually has prayers and songs. So we're a very active group um, all religions, everybody, we're working together to raise 
this consciousness, and if you ever wanted to do a show on it, I could get you. Okay, well, I, I would like to understand a bit more about it. I understand the opposition to female circumcision because female circumcision actually uh, uh, deprives the, 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 the woman who is circumcised of having sexual pleasure. But uh, as far as I understand it, that doesn't happen with male circumcision. What is your objection other than the fact that uh, the, there's a, the, the uh, foreskin is cut and pushed back when the child is uh, a newborn? It's sort of like your eyelid. If you remove the eyelid, the eye wouldn't be moist anymore, and there'd be nothing to move and protect it. And the foreskin protects the glands, and it also does have erogenous function. What they remove grows to become 12 to 15 square inches of tissue. It folds in on itself. And so a lot of the information for the past 100 years have been medical myths perpetuated by people who want to see the procedure continue instead of getting out accurate information. And why do you One, think they want the, it to continue? Uh, is there anything that they gain from it? I have an 11-minute uh, piece on YouTube. Well, please, don't share it all. 11 no, minutes I'm a bit not longer. going to, but one of the frustrations in 1971, the American Academy of Pediatrics had a very good position on circumcision and really talked about the function of the foreskin. But it's a task force at the AAP, and often Jewish doctors – I was lucky enough uh, 35 years ago to meet Dr. Robert Mendelson. He was an orthodox pediatrician from University of Chicago, and he was honest enough to separate out the medical harm of circumcision from his religious beliefs. I was called into a court case in uh, Jamaica, Queens, about 10 years ago, and the Jewish doctor didn't even know that his Greek and Ecuadorian patients, that in their culture, they'd never do this. I can't tell you how many stories I hear in the hospital there should be informed consent. But many people, um, and I've heard this multiple times, mothers being given a form to fill out when the father has left the hospital after she's given birth with no information on function or harm. So there's many issues about a certain group within the task force perpetuating some of these myths. And if you go look um, at some of the historical quotes from medical literature, this was actually done in this country, not for religious reasons, but within the medical establishment, yeah. to um, punish boys for masturbation. And th this is documented. It's not something I'm making up. Well, as far as I understand it, uh, if you've been circumcised, you can still masturbate. But uh, thank you for your call. Uh, since we're talking about medical procedures, uh, I just read that the Hill-Harris X poll indicates that President Trump's approval rating is at 49% heading into the 2020 election. So I was wondering what it'll take for nearly one half of the public to drop its support for a man who's been found to engage in so many questionable and even illegal activities. And I wonder if it's simply about abortion and the appointment of judges who might very well rule against abortion rights. Uh, Abortion, another one of those medical procedures that uh, becomes a real controversy in this country. 
for sure. I mean, uh, to put on my uh, political analyst hat really quickly, I, as regular listeners of this show might know, I, I hosted Trump Watch here on WBAI for a few years. I don't think you can really uh, pinpoint the support that Trump has to one issue or another. I mean, uh, certainly certain groups like evangelicals have clearly not bailed on this president. Um, because of abortion and, and judges. Well, yes, say. the judges. I think you could say it if you were going to try to make a sweeping statement. It would be more the deliverables that Trump has provided for them have kept them on his side. I mean, to pivot away from politics back to the more sort of general topic of this show, I do think that whatever your views are on circumcision, that anyone who's been navigating this American healthcare market surely has a bunch of unanswered questions that they wish that they could pose. Uh, so if there's anyone listening that, that wants to go there, we're happy to take this discussion there as well. And let's take another call now. Our number is 212-209-2877. WBAI, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Oh, hi. Um, you, you are? Uh, I'm Stephanie Douglas. I'm an artist. I live in Harlem. I'm 68 years old. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm being scammed by uh, crackheads who live in a building, Lisa Thomas, her mother Nelly Thomas, and um, uh, some other people, Maya Green. Let's not use yes. real names on the air, I, if, I, if that's okay, yeah. If oh. anybody is preparing a suit, I, I didn't mention any of those names. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, I'm 68. I've been doing art all my life, worked in museums, um, even worked with Kenneth Clark at uh, his school wow. in Harlem. I'm impressed. For mentally, physically, and sexually abused children. I worked with in, as an art therapist, even though I don't have that degree. I attended Pratt, and um, because of my background, uh, Interfaith Hospital hired me. But anyway... Um, these crackheads moved into the building, and they started breaking into my apartment, stealing art, and saying that and you haven't they called were the making cops? it theirs. Uh, the cops don't help me. They don't recognize uh, me as an artist or someone who's educated, and they totally ignore it. And uh, the crackheads are backed by organized crime. They're making posters. They're selling them at Abyssinia Baptist Church. These people are decorating people's houses. They're not paying taxes. Uh, they are um, stalking my family, award-winning children's book authors, illustrators. They've stolen manuscripts, and um, I was attacked by police at Penn Station. I was 65 years old, walking with a cane, standing on line, and um, the police at attacked me, the Penn Station police, because the Thomases were stalking me because I had some artwork. And, um, Wait, I'm not sure. We can't go on too long with this, but uh, I don't understand why the cops are supporting people who are stalking you instead of stopping them from stalking you. Something else must be going on here. In Harlem, these are—if I go down— I lived in Harlem. Uh, I'm sorry, I never saw this sort of thing. Well, I don't know. These uh, people are online doing public defamation of character, saying that I rape kids and I rape them and all kinds of lies, that I, I'm not educated. They're the ones who are not educated. They're con artists. They're online uh, with my work, telling people that they did the work. And uh, Maya Thomas, 
I'm, Maya Green has a PhD. I don't understand why they couldn't get together and uh, write a children's uh, picture book. Have you, just because we have to take some more calls, uh, I think you have to see a social worker and clear this whole thing up. Uh, and good luck with it. Thank you so much for calling us. Again, the number 212-209-2877. BAI, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, hi there. Hi. Is that me? It's you. Is that me on the air now? It's you. Yeah, hi there, Leonard. Yeah, about the inexplicable uh, question of... Hello? Do we lose him? He inexplicably we inexplicably. You know, actually, just I wanted to, as your ex- executive producer here, I feel I should jump in and just say that of the specific names and places mentioned yeah. and allegations made by that last caller, we obviously cannot verify any of those. This is just a call-in show, and that's the kind of thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. We have no control over what people say. And on one hand, I don't want to censor anybody. On the other hand, I think that we also have to protect ourselves legally. We do. Uh, There are very specific FCC policies about this. And also uh, added to the list of questions we have, right? We have no way of verifying what's happening to this person. Although the last thing I wanted to say was just that doesn't mean that we disbelieve anything that she said. I mean, certainly uh, uh, police community relations continue to be uh, a bit of a nightmare in this city. And I think anyone who studied this realizes that although improvements have been made, there's still a long way to go. Okay, well, let's take another. Wait, first, let me uh, tell everybody that you're listening to Leonard Lopez at Large on WBAI New York 99.5 FM. What you do and what you Jesse Lent and I are back taking your calls at 212-209-2877. We're talking about some of the inexplicable things, the mysteries of of, uh, life today. Uh, For example, one of the things that uh, I find totally mysterious is those missing children notices that they run during the news broadcast on Channel 7. Uh, We get news stories about kids who are missing, and yet... The, every day there seems to be another one uh, with Ridgewood, I think it is, Savings Bank, uh, uh, sponsoring it with uh, the face of some kid who supposedly disappeared two years ago or yesterday, and we never find out whether they've ever been found. I don't know if you've seen those, but I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have. Uh, if anybody knows anything about that, I, I'm just – I want answers. Anyway, our number, 212-209-2877. Let's take – Another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, hi. Yeah, sorry. There's no, uh, there's very little feedback here once I have the radio off. Yeah, there's a great deal of epidemiological uh, support for circumcision. I, I was, uh, you know, circumcised uh, soon after birth, I guess. And uh, a Cuban friend of mine was not circumcised until he was eight years old. 
and you know, I, I've been at a couple of uh, Brits, and you know, an infant has almost no pain. I remember one kid; he, he barely cried for even a minute. Whereas, you know, at any later date, it's much more painful. Towards the epidemiology, there's a significantly lower rate of penile cancer, and uh, if they're heterosexual, significantly lower rate of cervical cancer for partners as well as uncircumcised males um, are much more prone to acquiring... Um, can uh, can I stop STDs. you? I'm, you know, what's, sure. what this has done is this has inspired me, Jesse and I are going to do, we're going to check into uh, the, uh, the medical background of uh, the, you know, forget the religious side, although we can discuss that as well, but the pros and cons of circumcision and uh, we'll do a show on it in the in the future. Okay? And we'll be sure to take your calls on yeah. that too. So maybe we should hold off on that. Until well, you know, we Leonard, this is show. it seems to be becoming the circumcision show. So we yeah. want to ask encourage callers to call on another topic because we yeah, want to this... say cut it short. <laughs> oh God, I'm not. Uh, I'm leaving that alone. Um, <laughs> you know, one I wanted to throw in a, a few. Now that we're in the second hour, uh, half hour of the show, I wanted to even throw in a couple more cosmic questions. Maybe I'll regret this, but. You know, things that I think about sometimes are, uh, you know, as we get into a more technically advanced, technologically advanced society than, uh, you know, th things that, that, that a few years ago even would have been unthinkable, time travel is something that gets discussed in physics. But my issue is if time travel at any point in human history, ha in the future, has become possible, why haven't we been contacted by time travelers then who are coming here? Uh, also, did you have something you wanted to say about well, Because that? we're the most advanced society in uh, in all the universes. It, well, we don't know that, right? This this could be it. And 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 on that, uh, I was joking. That well, right? We do not know. It's it certainly the, the bar doesn't seem uh, impossible to cross of another civilization being more uh, more advanced than the human race. But on that same topic. If UFOs, uh, if 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 alien life forms are real, or even as many people feel, have come to Earth and made contact, why do they always make contact in such remote locations and and to yeah. people who are by themselves? Always are, in Arizona and New Mexico. Always someone you know, maybe with a history of 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 mental illness or something that can be used to disprove the story. I mean, there's a Simpsons joke where the the aliens capture Homer and spray him with rum, and he says, "What are you spraying with me?" And they say, "Rum, so no one will believe your story." You know, I wonder what that is. So. These are the kind of questions that we'd like to open this up to. Well, uh, here's another one, a, a simpler technology question. Uh, has this ever happened to you? After I talk about a problem with someone, uh, an offering for a product that deals with that problem will pop up on my phone. Right, or you say... And I, I wonder, did, did, were they listening in? My phone was just sitting there. Or is that just a coincidence? Or you talk about remembering that trip to, to Tulum. You know, you mm -hmm. used to spend some time in Mexico. You, you, you recall that, and suddenly there's a, a an deal. An Mexico. For, right, an Airbnb in, in, in Tulum or in Cancun. I actually happen to know the answer to this one to some degree, which is... Uh, the microphone in your smartphone, certainly in iPhones, cannot be turned off, mm. and it is used to voice activate 
uh, advertisements that show up on your same device, you can get this removed from your phone. Well, I uh, cut up Siri, and yet Siri comes every so often pops up anyway. You can get the microphone removed, but for one thing, it's over $100 to do so. Uh. Secondly, you will no longer have a microphone in your phone, so you won't yeah. be able to use it as a regular phone. You'll oh. only be able to oh, browse on it. No. So it, it really is one of those sort of uh, Faustian bargains we're making by getting uh, by, by Can buying Can I stop this it technology. by turning off my phone? Yes, you can stop so it. So when I'm not using the phone, although uh, calls may come in and I won't know about them because my phone's off. And there are – I've seen some reports of spamware where they can actually uh, – a bot can turn your phone on remotely oh, yeah, and yeah. then turn it back off. But, yes, if you turn the phone off, what I'm describing should be prevented. Let's take another call, number 212-209-2877. BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Okay. Well, All right. Maybe we left people holding going. for too long. Let's try another one. Uh, looks like we got okay. one coming in. Okay. Well, Leonard, you got some more uh, some more questions no, those, on your list. Uh, those were the ones that immediately <laughs> occurred to me. <laughs> you know, there was one more that I had, which is people who arrive early for all-day concerts, right? You go to an all-day concert. It's one thing if the artist you want to see is playing at 1 p.m., but if the artist you want to see is headlining the concert at 11 o'clock that night, what are you doing showing up at 9 a.m.? But that's that's 14 hours early, and I've certainly witnessed this kind of thing and seen people showing up in droves for these all day. Uh, and are they going to be seeing other people perform? I think probably if you ask them, the answer would be they're there for the scene, right? They uh, want to tailgate like a football game. They want to show up early. But I can almost understand it. For a football game, it's three hours long, right? It's not a 12-hour long event. So maybe someone could help fill me in on that. Okay, well, let's go to some more calls. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes, hi. I'm on the air. You are on the air. Okay, now I'm calling regarding you were saying about them um, renting calls from um, Chinese or whatever. Yes. Honey... It's been two years now. I receive it on and off. Me too. And then Do you I know you know where they're about, coming from? No. But what I'm doing is um, I have caller ID. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is I write the number down. And then when I'm receiving the same call again the next day or three days later, I don't pick it up. Well, you can yeah. block them on yeah, your phone, Yeah, you can of also course. block them on your phone. But they they use a lot of different numbers, and they come from they all do. over the country. Unknown numbers, as it is now on my phone. Yeah. yeah, because I get it on my cell, and I get it on my home number. And then I get one about that on um, my car insurance, and I call them mm -hmm. back, and I hit number one to call to speak to an agent, and I tell them, why are you guys calling me? I don't. I don't even drive. I don't even have a car. Yeah. How do you get my number? You want to hear something even they, weirder? They, wait, than they that. also want to. They also want to help me with my college debt. Well, I went to Brooklyn College in the days when you didn't have to pay. Well, again, this is a numbers game, right? They're trying to throw something out there that'll yeah. get the most amount of people in stare. Here's something that that is still very strange to me, even as someone who's read up on some of this stuff. So I get num calls where I call the number back. 
and it is a real number, but it is someone who has no idea that their phone is being oh. used in this manner. Oh, so there's oh some way God. that these oh companies are right. yeah are commandeering our phone lines. I shudder to think that my phone line could be <laughs> prank calling someone else's, or not prank calling, but you know what I mean, uh, yes. cold calling here. Doing the same thing. Right. That happened to me. Someone called me, right, and the number seems to be a number number, a regular number. So I call back, and unfortunately, it was this elder woman, and she goes hello, and I say, ma'am, um, you're my last call. Um, why are you calling me for? Did something happen? Do I know you? She goes, <laughs> no, honey, you call me. And I said, lady, I haven't called this number. You come up your number. She goes, well, I don't know what's happening. And then I realized, like you just said, randomly people calling each other up, and nobody knows the other person. You would think that, you know, if, if Congress, the U.S. Congress, was not uh, sort of in a permanent state of deadlock, this seems like the kind of thing that would be pretty ripe for a federal law, don't you think? Yeah, well, I was thinking of going back to the, the, the junk mail, the, the those offers uh, to share money or somebody. Uh, uh, I got one that said that a, a relative bearing my last name, although they didn't mention my last name, they said his, his Jose uh, something uh, uh, had left me money, and they were trying to check. This is all obviously... Uh, an attempt to get me to give my bank account number or uh, give them private information that they can use as uh, to, to scam me. And I'm, they must succeed. Otherwise, why would they keep on doing it? Somebody is saying, okay, and thinking, oh, I'm a millionaire now. Right, because as we all know, if you have millions of dollars in cash, banks are very reluctant to work with you, right? No bank wants some guy with uh, millions of dollars. Norma Gaddafi's widow offering to share what he left if I just give her my bank <laughs> right. because she it, yeah. wants to transfer the funds out uh, of, of their, her country because she can't take she doesn't have access to that well you know and I think often these are sent these scams are sent to people or, or, or they're attempting to, to get people who might not be speaking English as a native language they might be unfamiliar with some of these phrases. I mean, gosh, think of the fear that undocumented immigrants in America currently have. If you get a note that looks official, I mean, these are people that are doing everything they can just to stay on the right side of the law. I'm just wondering whether there isn't a, a bank of people sitting in, in uh, what is the capital of Burkina Faso? Uh, it's a, like Rodrigo. It's, it's a, I, I can't remember the you name. You know, geography is not my strong But anyway, uh, just typing away, and uh, I don't know how they get our email addresses, but... Uh, right. Well, my again, email, yeah. my email address isn't you know one two three. But they're internet. not typing away, right? Most of this is done through computers that uh, they type the email once, and then it's that that same thing. It's it's. I'm sure it's similar. I don't know where the mail breakdown is, but it seems they must like buy, they must buy email addresses. Well, I'm even talking about the physical junk mail that you're you're talking about getting. I mean, it it seems strange to me. I I would predict. I mean, that's really what this is, right? The the email and the phone calls we're getting, this is the new junk mail. Your mailbox might not be as full with things you don't need, but your inbox is and your voicemail boxes. Yeah. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, am I on the air? Yes, you are. Hi, I, I'm a regular listener, but I'm not sure what you're asking. You're asking about UFO 
situations or these smartphones? We're asking about all of it. Today's show is just things that are confusing to us. Yeah, the inexplicable things. There are lots of mysteries out there. Was uh, If you'd heard the opening of the show, I said there were all sorts of things that remain a mystery to me. I don't understand uh, why... What's going on there? Uh, one of the examples I gave was uh, spam telephone calls I get that are in Chinese. Oh. You don't get those? I, I've got, I just finally got a smartphone. I've already gotten like four calls since December 9th in reference. And someone speaking in Chinese. Yeah. Left on my voicemail. Yeah, well, why do you and, think that? And we don't mean to pick on the Chinese think, here. Obviously, yeah. this happens in all languages. No, but no, this but is, I only get all those calls in Chinese. I get them in English and Chinese. But uh, yes, it does seem to be coming uh, out in Chinese. A lot of these calls. Yeah. So anyway, that's what our show's about. We were hoping that as our listeners knew stuff that we didn't know, or also uh, had their own mysteries uh, that to share with us, because uh, there are just so many things going on these days that are really uh, hard to explain. All I know is I, I've had, I had a lot more peace of mind without the smartphone. And if I could tell a quick UFO-related story, I'd love to share it. Go ahead, please. Quick. Uh, back in 1980, I was a teenager working in an ice cream store. We were almost closed. In walks in a, a gentleman in a suit, looked about 65, with a UFO magazine tucked under his arm. And I said, hey, you really believe in that stuff? And he said, hey, after what we saw in World War II out in the Navy, in the ocean, when it was dark, of course, and no one had a camera, I don't know why, uh, he said that a glowing white cylindrical spacecraft came down, rode along with the ship for a while, the U.S. Navy craft, and then zipped quick back up into space straight up. And I said to myself, wait a minute, this this guy doesn't look crazy. Could this be true? (laughs) And that's my story. Yeah. Well, there may be an explanation for it that... uh, uh, it could be anything from uh, just a natural phenomenon to a UFO. Well, when Hillary Clinton was running for president in 2016, one of her campaign promises was that she was going to declassify Area 51. This is the secret military facility compound in New Mexico near Roswell, where a lot of UFO so-called believers think that there may have been a UFO crash in the 50s. I believe it was 1954. Now, there's been some reporting on this that what actually might have crashed was a Russian nuclear-powered small aircraft that was designed to intimidate the states. And that the reason that... It was called Soviet in those days. Soviet, of course. Thank you for the correction. And the Soviet craft had crashed and leaked uh, nuclear matter, Mm. uh, nuclear waste into the cockpit, which was the reason for the so-called glowing green men. They weren't aliens. They were uh, Soviets, rather, that had been exposed to nuclear radiation poisoning. It's a theory. Could be. But Hillary wasn't elected president. And although Trump has expressed, uh, you know, uh, interest in NASA and, and, and... Returning to the moon has been one of his his priorities. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe someone in the Trump administration can persuade him to declassify this information. Or maybe someone in the new Space Force. I do know there was a bunch of action. There was a, a, a an online, a, a social media th- event that started where people started saying they were going to take over Roswell at a certain uh-huh. day, and only 100 or so people ended up showing up. But it was a pretty big media event. That was within the past year. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Uh, hello? Yes, hi. 
Okay, yes. I, I just want to say quickly that I've, I've also received those uh, Chinese calls. I just ignore them. Yeah, well, I understand you have no choice because I don't know what they're telling me. But I was wondering yeah. what, but, but that why somebody point. would want to spend all that money making those calls to you, to me, and so many other people if we are, don't understand a word that's being said. Yeah, I don't know. But what I do have a question about is um, sometimes when you go on the, uh, the Internet, let's for, for instance, Amazon, more than once I've gotten a pop-up that says, congratulations, you've won a $1,000 Amazon gift certificate. And then basically I tried once, and it looks as if you have to fill out a survey within a certain amount of time, like under a minute or something like that, which I never did. I'm just wondering if you had any insight into those. All, All I know is that I regret having done something along those lines. Um, my supermarket, Hannaford, uh, had uh, a thing at the bottom of the receipt that said, uh, uh, you can win $200. Uh, oh, yeah. And so I, uh, I followed the instructions, and the next thing I knew, I was just inundated with all sorts of junk mail that uh, had nothing to do. I, I never got the $200, but I've been told that I've won thousands of dollars and that— uh, and it's all spam, and it's and I spend at least fifteen twenty minutes a day deleting all sorts of junk mail letters that I know I opened up simply by giving out my email address. And if that's a pop up you're getting on your computer, odds are it's probably spamware that you inadvertently installed yeah. in your computer. So now it's there. Now it's there. There are websites like Adaware that you can get for free that will clean up a lot of this stuff. I mean, the, the one other thing I would well, add I keep on, on hitting unsubscribe and then they say there's no number. This is, there's no hitting address. Hitting unsubscribe on that is a lot like the so-called do not call list that Congress made about 10 years ago. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, David Pogue, other technology reporters have said, if you include your name on the do not call list, you actually are merely confirming that you exist <laughs> to these callers so that you will get more information rather than less. So the same Can't thing with, the, with a lot of these spam uh, things. They're just, they're, they're trying to get as much of your personal information as they can. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Yes, hello. Hi. My name is Mel, Manhattan. Hi, Mel. I have a question about getting calls um, that basically are no one there. Uh, oh, yeah, I get a lot of those. And uh, then I even call back sometimes. It's either a non-working number, most often. So they're just establishing that there's a working phone number there, I guess. Or maybe establishing there's a person there answering the phone. because I answer my phone, which is probably a big mistake. You are the only person I know, Leonard, who answers every phone call, even if you're convinced it's a uh, a working number. So don't worry, I'm not going to give out your personal line on the phone. And the other thing is I called my phone provider, not Verizon, Spectrum, and I said, can you do something about these junk calls and block them? They said, sure. And now, if I get robocalls only, uh, they will ring once and stop. Now, I had to request that. This is absurd. Why, why do I have to ask not to be disturbed for junk robocalls? This is how bad, this is how perverse things are today. And that no call list, like you said. And I have an unlisted number. It's meaningless. And as you said, 
putting your name on the do not call list it actually increases your probably your number of calls because it means they don't have a working number. We're living in a perverse world, I'll tell you. Good is being punished and evil is rewarded. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that. People who blow the whistle get thrown in jail, and the ones who are committing the crimes are getting away with it. Look at Trump and Snowden as a perfect example. Well, thank you so much for your call. I was actually right on target. That's pretty much uh, what we've been discussing. Uh, should we take another call? BAI, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. I got a couple of quick comments. Okay. Okay, one, Sheldon Wald did a whole show years ago on circumcision. You can check with Reggie. Maybe you can dig it up in the archives. Okay. And uh, number two is uh, the buttons you push on the sidewalk to cross the street. They never work, but people push them. <laughs> so true. That's a perfect one. And then also, the people who are fighting against abortion, they claim that this is a, a the fetus is a person, yet you can't get a tax deduction. You can't get a Social Security number. So how could it be a person? Well, you have to ask them that question, but yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, to me, that's an argument. Yeah, well... Uh, there are lots of arguments on both sides there, but uh, I, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think a woman's right to choose is one of the uh, the, the, the things that have to be safeguarded. Uh, well, and I'm, and, right and I'm really body. sad that we're right now that we have to continue that fight, uh, especially uh, how many years later? Isn't it odd? I mean, to be having this conversation in 2020. I mean, it seemed like this was one Supreme of those Court things decision, that was settled. How long ago was that? Oh gosh, 79, isn't it? Am I getting the year right? No. I don't know. Uh, hold on, I'll get back. Uh, it is. But anyway, it was a while ago. 1973. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, and we're still fighting that. Uh, thank you so much for your call. Let's take another one. Hi, BAI. You're on the air. Hello. I think, you know, one of the problems uh, that we have is that people are listening to the radio and we're on a slight delay. We have to be because of FCC rules. So uh, I, if you are listening on your phone, you will hear me talk to you. But you might not hear me talk to you if you're listening on the radio. Okay. Anyway, uh, you're on the air now? Yes. And can you hear me now? Uh, we can. Perfectly. The Agent Mahindra Modi from the IRS. And uh, I'm just calling to inform you that the police are on their way. Unless, <laughs> uh, unless no, wait, wait, wait you got that wrong. They say the cops are on the way. Oh, the, excuse me, the cops. Uh, now, unless would any we... government agency say the cops are on the way and you're going to be arrested? <laughs> well, I, 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 I'll spare you the South Asian accent, but unless Please. you go to 7-Eleven and buy an iTunes uh, gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, because that's I'm usually shocked. the currency if you're going to bribe the cops, right? They accept yeah. iTunes gift cards and nothing else. <clears throat> well, yes, do, do but I love actually, when they say the cops. Do people actually fall for this? I, I can't <laughs> people do, this obviously. This is our question. Someone must. And if you are one of those people who's fallen for them, just always ask yourself how probable is this? Could this be true? Or is it way more likely than it's not? Is a Somalian prince suddenly choosing me to give me his fortune, and why? Why does he want me to help him? I don't have any Somalian princes in my family. I've I've never even uh, gone on a date with one. Yes. Yeah, so my my other my other favorite is that lower the interest rate on your credit card. And yeah. I, I actually enjoy these calls. I try to keep them on as long as possible. Oh. And then you know they usually end up uh, when I. 
kind of reveal that I'm on to them. They mention things about my mother and... You know, I, this is a really good point, Leonard. Too I, that I think I know we we're, we got to go, but yeah. so many we're not just of these credit card offers, but any of these offers that are uh, you know get money quick, two thousand dollars, no questions asked. Th- this is predatory lending, right? In the truest sense, these are people who are exploiting the poorest of our society. And attempting to stick them with debt with that often the APRs go up or they start at some astronomical 25, 30, 35%. And so anytime a loan or, or lending is concerned, that is really where a lot of this misguidance but is. Often uh, respectable institutions are attached to the offer. Uh, I, I can't believe that American Express is actually making that offer. Uh, on the other hand, maybe J.P. Morgan Chase is, but that's another matter. Uh, we've we've run out of time. The, I, I'm sure there there are lots of wonderful calls still coming in, Jesse. But it's been a lot of fun. It's been so much fun. Maybe we'll have to do this again. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Uh, if you're new to our program and you like what you've been hearing, you can access past shows streaming on demand at WBAI.org. We're also available as an iTunes podcast. And don't forget to check out Leonard Lopez at Large on Facebook and Twitter and at our website, LeonardLopetitLodge.com, where you can find links to all of our past shows. And none of those things are spam or fake. Those are all real things. We hope that you can join us again tomorrow when Michael J. Thompson and Gregory R. Smulowitz-Zucker will discuss their book, Anti-Science and the Assault on Democracy, Defending Reason in a Free Society. We'll see you then. (music) Thank <music> you.